Hi there. Welcome to the coffee shop, World Cup Coffee and Tea, at Northwest 18th and Gleason, to be exact, for this week's Oregon Music News Coffee Shop Conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni, D apostrophe capital A-N-T-O-N-I, the OMN editor. This week, it's the spectacular Chris Delane, a singer, composer, and guitarist. You've known her as a rocker, and she still is, but now she also has a soul band, Chris Delane and the Hurt. We'll find out all about that. In the weeks to come, entertainment attorney Peter Von Shaver, Ticket Tomatoes' Amy Maxwell, also Patrick Lamb's spouse and manager. Also coming up, Soul Blues stars Lloyd Jones and Lisa Mann, separately. Let's find out all about Christy Lane, shall we? Welcome to the Cupping Room. Good morning, Tom. For people who have seen your name appear on the schedule in earlier times, uh, I get, we should explain that I was at a gig of yours at Dante's, and it was a great gig. And Thank it was, you. sounded great, and it was your soul band. Yeah, The Hurt. The Hurt. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and you were scheduled to do this the following day. Oh, that's right. That's right. We had to be, we, now here we finally are again. Yeah, so what happened? Oh, months later. What happened? Oh, I had a crazy tambourine accident. It's, How it's, can anybody have a tambourine It accident? seems impossible. <laughs> it, it seems like that tambourine should only be hurting the listener, you know, no, not the player of the instrument. Um, I, it was a weird thing. I had never even heard of this before, but after the show, my hand wasn't working and I had to go to ER. It what just, do you, mean? you couldn't, you couldn't use I it? couldn't use my hand. It just stopped working and everything got really swollen all the way down to my elbow. And it's a thing called compartment syndrome. So I guess I had hit it just so with the tambourine during one of those big, long, energetic songs. And I busted something that bled out into my arm and it it creates a huge amount of pressure because your arm can only swell up so much when it's inside the fascia the bleeding like that and so it crushed my arm from from the inside so it causes like muscle problems and nerve problems and I got really lucky with this one I didn't have to get surgery and I don't have any permanent damage but we didn't know for a while if it was really going to go that well oh it was the most painful thing I've ever been through. Oh, yeah, it was horrible for so long. Like, I mean, it took me like three weeks just to get to see the specialist, and you know, but healthcare still, you know, yeah. I still say single payer. But um, yes. God, so yeah, it was a very, very scary thing. And thank you for letting me reschedule. Like, it, oh, I couldn't even do anything that day. I was busy throwing up for a few oh, days. Geez. Just, yeah. So how did they fix it? Uh, we just had to stay off of it. I had to not use it for two whole months at all. Wow. So, and if it, if it had gone the other way, they have to do this horrible thing, fasciectomy or whatever, where they cut your whole arm open and the swelling is so bad that the muscle just splays out and it has to, they have to wait for the swelling to go down for a few days before they sew you back up again. So it's a really hideous operation that I'm very glad that I avoided. Yeah. And, you know, other than that, it could have been, you know, muscle so and nerve permanent damage. They just, they didn't take care of me. So I just went home and had to just deal with it being really super painful. And I kept it elevated and iced it. And, you know, all the, like, I really could not do anything. I couldn't work at all. I couldn't even play a single chord on my guitar. It was so swollen and so painful. So, yeah, what a trip, huh? And so it's called compartment syndrome. I never even heard of it in my life. Yeah. 
compartment because the fascia create um, they hold your muscles in place basically, and yeah. they're not it's not a super elastic tissue. So as you know, as the bleeding goes on inside, it just creates all this pressure that can't be relieved. So you learned more about this than you ever wanted. Ever to know. wanted to know? It's a pretty horrible thing uh, to have happen, well, and I, saw, I got really lucky. I saw you waving. Yes, I'm. I'm using it now. I did a gig the other day. Did you? Yeah, 2:45 minute sets over at Edgefield on my own guitar. I'm so happy that I can play again. I, you know, for a little while there, I was like, "What am I gonna do now?" Right. Like, I've been playing music my whole life. I don't know what I would do differently. Like, I. Yeah. So it was kind of. I just tried not to think about it and just kept my arm over my head, <laughs> you know, to keep that swelling down. It seems to be, I seem to be almost back to fully functional wow. now at this point. I'm right. working again and playing again. And, and I, you know, nowadays it's been like, it's been like 10 weeks or something by now. Yeah. So um, I just, now I'm hardly thinking about it anymore. I can do all kinds of things, pick up my bags, carry my guitar, all those happy little things. Pick up my cocktail. <laughs> um, you know, all the important stuff. That's great. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for asking. It was a gnarly, scary, scary thing. It's all better now. Yeah, it was pretty frightening. I don't know how. Could you, I, know, I know. What would you do, huh? What would you do? Yeah. I know. What would you? I don't even want to think about. It. I didn't really let myself go off the deep end too far. Like I, I just tried to stay busy and and keep trying to see doctors and you know fight my way through the MRIs and yeah. you know they just like nobody really wanted to help. I'm a musician. I'm on OHP. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. oh, they don't want to see you in those fancy orthopedic right. specialist hospitals. You know, so yeah, but it's, huh. it's pretty good. Huh. Yeah. So is there going to be music that comes out of this experience? I would imagine so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm working with The Hurt. Uh, my band, Chris Delane and The Hurt, um, actually we're playing this Saturday, coming up at, actually, this would be Saturday, the May 9th, so we're gonna, this is going to be broadcasting after that. But, um, yeah, we're back up and running, and everything's going great. We're, uh, it's a big 10-piece Motown soul group that I've just been having a blast with. You know Steve Karen, He's sure. in the band. We've had a lot of people through the group, actually. Um, and it's just, you know, old-school horn section, backing vocalists, and, you know, it's a pretty fun. A 10-piece band would have a lot of moving parts. Yes, a lot of moving parts. Especially I call in this town. Yeah, I call my, my backing vocalists my lady parts, and that always gets a good laugh <laughs> from everybody. They're so charming, Jenny and Mara. So. Okay, so who, who is, who's, the, who's the core of the band? So Steve Karen is our, well, we have our firsts, and then we have our seconds for when our firsts are out of town. But the core of the band right now is Greg Hyatt on bass mm -hmm. with Hilary Haynes seconding for him. Um, we have Steve Karen on the keys with Carl Solovac seconding for him. Um, Ned Failing is our drummer. Mm -hmm. And we have Jeff Frankel sometimes, who you probably know from down at the uh, Blue Diamond and stuff like that. Yeah. He's down out there a lot with his girlfriend, Mel. And, um, and then uh, Pete Moss has been our regular steady uh, saxophone guy. He's Pete taught me Moss. a lot. He's Pete everywhere, Moss. that guy. Everywhere. I know. I'm serious. Yeah. And he has and really you you helped me a ton. Now, is, he, is, he playing, is he playing Barry with you or tenor? Or what? Yeah, Barry and tenor and yeah. also flute. He's a fantastic little pan on the flute. He's incredible. <laughs> he just gets up and starts dancing. It's a joy to watch him, you know, for like Use Me and stuff like that. He just gets out and busts it up. It's so fun. There's nothing like having a Barry. 
Oh, it's, it's he's great. It's just he great. Really yeah, that, that, it's that so rich. Yeah, is, that goes that goes just right through your body. Totally. Yeah. yeah, that's on that recording I sent. He's playing the berry on that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, the corroded angels thing that we just did over at uh, the rock and roll B and B at Chum Flores. Yeah, that was great. And so yeah, and then we've got um, Joel Riddell on the trumpet, and sometimes Katie Presley comes and sits in. She'll be working yeah. with us this weekend because uh, Joel's not available. And then let's see, have Wait, I gotten was she everybody? In March fourth. Yeah, she's a March fourther. Yeah. So she's in and out a lot. Yeah, yeah, she's a busy girl. Yeah, yeah. What is that? She's great a joy. Of, of hers that, that, that they play. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. But she's got a great tune on, on Shiny Beast. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go check that out. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Rad. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, we have uh, Mara Velosa and Jenny Thomas on backing vocals, nice. and Heidi Schuler, who also plays with like Atomic Gumbo and those guys yeah. on percussion, and she's a a real fun yes. joy on stage. She's a whirlwind. She comes out and dances with me up front, and gets out in the crowd with her washboard, and yes. she's just fantastic <laughs> percussion player. So yeah. awesome. Yeah. She was she was she was great at the Mardi Gras ball this year. Yep. Oh, that was so good this year. There? Yeah. Oh, I'm always there. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the costumes were outrageous <laughs> this year. Love like they always are, but And it always seems like whenever Charmaine comes up and plays with mm. Reggie, Reggie Houston shines. Just except, I mean it's like turns it up. Seven notches. <laughs> I don't know, not that he's not fine, you know, any other time. Yeah. But there's just something about him playing with her and Amnesty Miller. It's just like. Yeah. Just tremendous. Yeah. yeah. So wonderful. Yeah. So, but you haven't always been a, 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 a playing soul. This no. Is, how did this band come about? Actually, that's a good question. Thank and you. what happened is <laughs> I had um I had a band in town for a long, long time when I moved up here from California back in the and um <laughs> and we we went through a lot of bass players and um like in the years and years that we were going. In fact, we went through so many. I thought we thought we'd make a naked big bass player calendar at some point. The ex bass players of Sweet Juice calendar. Did they explode like drummers? <laughs> Thank goodness, no. <laughs> They've all gone on to do other successful things. But um, my old bass player, Michael Dean Damron from I Can Lick Any Son of a Bitch in the House, and who is also the booking agent for Dante's the now. The greatest name of a band in history. In, oh, I love it so much. I know. So great. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Mike... Uh, is, is booking down at Dante's, and he was just like, Chris, you know, we need to do this thing. Why don't you call these people? Let's get a Motown act together. And so we just started kind of working together on the idea. At first, he was even thinking he'd play bass for it, uh -huh. but he's a busy guy, and he's got his own original, you know, he's just putting out a, an album now. Yeah. I just went to the CD release party at Dante's. And, um, and, I mean, he's just excelling right now, just totally getting it. He's on his stride as a songwriter. Uh -huh. So so he didn't end up joining the band, but he has been really instructive in helping us, like, get a regular thing down at Dante's and helping uh -huh. us sort of visualize it and grow it. So I'm super grateful for the idea. It's not something that I would have come up with on my own. Really? I definitely had, you know, came from, you know, Los Angeles, like, punk sort of era, new wave punk back yeah. in that day. And then I went to college for a while and studied, you know, classic music and learned to play piano and all these other things. And so I kind of am influenced on both sides like that. And the whole soul thing was not a place I had ever ventured until now. So I'm getting to learn all this awesome hmm. stuff. And Mike just thought my voice would be right for that. So that's why he sort of put it in that direction. So, so I'm super grateful for wow, the idea. that's interesting. Yeah, I'm digging it. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. wonderful material. 
And you have to keep the tambourine in. <laughs> I will be, be playing tambourine it again. Be, it wouldn't be Motown without a tambourine. It's so Somebody's important. Somebody's got to play the It's tambourine. very important, it indeed. To. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Was there a Motown ever? Was there ever a Motown tune that didn't have a didn't tambourine? Didn't have. I know it's prominent, <laughs> indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll be back on it. I've been. I was kind of one-handing it for several of the last gigs since mm -hmm. I couldn't use my left hand at all. But yeah. I'm back. I'm. I'm. I might get some kind of like a protective armor over my palm, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back on it anyway. Wow. Yeah. Get somebody else to play. Get somebody. Well, Heidi no, might cover it seriously. for me. Yeah. No. There's a couple of them that I have to actually play it on because she's on something else. Come but. On, give it six months. Or something. <laughs> just don't, don't do it for a while. All right. I'll just hit my hip. Yeah, I got. There you go. I got padding there. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, but you don't just do Motown. Oh, it's do what well, we do. Yeah. You know, we do some original stuff too. We do some yeah. of Steve's material and also my material. Mm -hmm. um, and as I just mentioned, we just uh, cut a track called "Corroded Angels" with uh, with the Hurt that came out just awesome over at the Rock and Roll B&B on Sovie Island that Sean Flora engineers. Uh -huh. And um, so we're gonna we actually have a few ideas for other new ones, um, original ones that we're gonna start cutting. And it's funny, you know, I'm still of the of the era of albums. I want to make an album, yeah. but these days you can just do a song and put out a song. And so I'm like, ah, I'm kind of struggling with that idea. What is that? <laughs> what, what is that tune about? Corroded Angels. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a relationship tune. A lot oh. of my a lot of my songs are are. Like a, a cross between like broken hearted and pissed off, and uh, and then a lot of humor. There's a lot of humor in it, you know. So I just try to laugh at myself and lighten things up, and still stick the dagger in as far as I can. In the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> I like people to have a good time too. Are they fun to write? Oh, they are always well cathartic and fun, and yeah. and you know. I, I mean, I crack myself up. No cover charge, you know. It's like, it, you may not think it's funny, but... Um, I'm finally going to get back at this person, and this person is going to know who this song is about. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, I like to mention their initials. You do? With their full names. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's funny. But they do know who it's about. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I make it general enough that it's not really pointing directly at anybody in particular. <laughs> if they know, then it's their own guilty conscience, you know? You know, I, I had Mary Flower in here. Oh, awesome. And she is the nicest person in the world. She's sweet. She is a total sweetheart. Mm. But we always joke about this tune she had on an album a couple of, a couple of albums ago called I'm, I'm Hoping for Your Demise. Which is Mary Flowers singing about Heaven. she hopes somebody died. Wow. <laughs> wow. You, well, I guess, you, you know, music is awesome that way because you get to get all sides of yourself out. All those little voices in your head, they all get somewhere to go. It's delightful. <laughs> How did that song Good for start her. Did you start with the lyrics? Uh, yeah. 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 Started with, it kind of, that one was one that pretty much came out, uh, you know, pretty quickly, like in a day. Really? Sometimes it. You know, sometimes it happens that way, but yeah, it was a, uh, um, it's simple quarterly, you know, it's like yeah. one of my more simple quarterly songs, but, um, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it kind of was like, just like a little boppy thing and uh -huh. it, it ended up being perfect for this group. They really did it, took a, a style with it that I really enjoyed. So uh -huh. yeah. Do, do yeah, you write on funky. guitar or do you use keyboards or what? Uh, both. Yeah? yeah, different. I mean, on past albums and stuff, uh, 
you know, there's definitely, I play a, a range of instruments, none of them well. I hack my way along <laughs> at full speed. Right, um, oh, I play keyboards and guitar and mandolin and bass and harmonica and nose flute and uh, oh, whatever else you can pick nose up flute. along the way. Yeah, I played nose flute on a on an album once. <laughs> it sounds good on the radio, too, nose to flute. talk about nose flute. Nose They're bizarre little things. Little plastic thing that you that? put over your nose and then your mouth makes, you know, you make the tone with your mouth by moving the, uh -huh. the aperture of your mouth open and closed and it changes the pitch. So, yeah, it's bizarre. You find that you have to blow your nose a lot, though, after <laughs> playing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. That is funny. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, let's take a little coffee break here, even though it's early, uh, early on here, since we're talking about that tune. Yeah. And we'll just uh, play, it, uh, play a little bit of it and let Thank people you. hear it. Yeah, dig it. This is Corroded Angels from Chris Delane and the Hurt. We're just going to let that uh, mm -hmm. go. Certainly. Uh, so. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I mentioned the, 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 uh, the, the show that had Great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. We thanked you from the stage, too, but I know you weren't there. Yeah. And I played, like I said, I played you and Rosalind Hunters back to back. Oh, sweet. Two arm injuries. Oh, God. Oh, it's just so scary for musicians. It's like, God, I'd rather lose my leg, I think, you know? Like, at least you could still stand there and play. I mean, nobody wants to lose an arm, though. That's such a, like a, I mean, musicians especially, but, but wow, can you imagine? Harsh. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Christy Lane and the Hurt getting even. <laughs> Very good. You well are, said. Well you, said. You are in such a, a great <laughs> position. Most people would like to be able to, to stand publicly. Yes. And get even. It's a lovely thing. You know, it's, it's, I, always th I always think, wow, I've got, I've got such a blessed life. I get to yell at people in public and they like it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I remember doing a library gig once, you know, where it's like everybody has to be quiet in the library, but I got to yell. I was like, I called my mom. Mom, guess what I did today? <laughs> it's so good. You, it's good for me. You, you're, where in California are you from? I was down like south of LAX. So I yeah. was I was everywhere from San Pedro through Torrance, Hermosa, Redondo, wow. and Manhattan beaches before I got out of Cali. <laughs> I'd been touring um, for a long time with Adam East, who now is, yes. he was my yes. duo partner for 20-something years, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, we'd tour, and LA is, a, you know, they say great music business down there and everything, but I don't know, we'd go on tour and visit all these beautiful places and then be heading back and heading right for all that smog and yeah. thinking that can't be good for us, you know. <laughs> and we had kind of been, you know, around the States a lot and into Canada and we were like, okay, well, it's either going to be Austin or Portland. So we spent like five months in Austin. A lot and five of people months, say that. Yeah. And it was Portland, definitely. Yeah. Love it here. Never regretted a day. I'm so happy to be here. So when you first started, what, what, what kind of stuff were you playing? 
Um, actually, back then, Adam was really the songwriter, so we started out doing a lot of his stuff. He's really uh, was influenced by Brit British Invasion, Brit pop. Uh -huh stuff like that yeah. and so and that really taught me a lot again like talk about like getting into a situation where we had a lot of stuff in common we loved Neil Young Bob Dylan and all mm -hmm. that stuff mm -hmm. and then we had this you know real differing like me from the punk rock thing and him from the Brit pop thing you were a punk yeah definitely really? no definitely One, had two, my three, shaved off all my hair One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. totally yeah I mean Who that was, was a long time ago band? now my favorite punk band was actually Plasmatics. Really? I really oh, enjoyed Windy O just so much as a as a persona and yeah, as yeah. a the songs were just you amazing, hilarious. With, with yeah, she's yeah. vegetarian. She was really out there, really radical, and yeah. just like would not she be was stopped. Really she was a force of nature, and she I was. totally dug it as a yeah. kid because it wasn't me. I was so shy, you know, back oh. back then. I know, I know, everybody's like, no way, <laughs> you and your big mouth never. But no, I was terrifically shy. Uh, it, it was good practice to just have to keep getting up in front of people because it was like just like at some point it was just like what am I going to do to get over this like it's, it was just stopping my life from going forward and what would be the scariest thing okay the scariest thing would be like trying to sing something in front of somebody so I just made myself do it over and over and over and now so did you sing Plasmatic songs in front of the mirror with a hairbrush no no <laughs> I just closed my door and turned off the lights and yelled at the top of my lungs along to that stuff Really? But, yeah, I don't know how my parents dealt with it, but <laughs> no. no, no, how did they do? It? Oh, they got a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody got away from it. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. No, they were always my my mom has just been so awesome about uh, being supportive of of the music. She's always telling me how proud of me she is, and it's it's she's a sweetheart. I interviewed Gina Shock's mom one time. From the Go Go's. Oh, seriously. And and her mom was exactly the same way. Yeah. She was so proud of her. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I mean, that stuff was darn cute that they were doing, even though that was kind of edgy for the time. It was. You know, very, the Go Go's yeah. very I seems like such tame pop well, now, but no, not, not compared to punk. Sure. Punk, they were yeah. Kind of yeah. Totally. But, but they uh, were awesome. So awesome. Were. <laughs> so so catchy. Such catchy little pop tunes. So smart. So the plasmatics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. You know. Who else? Oh, I mean, there was so much stuff back then. The Dead Kennedys was another favorite. I really oh, loved Jello, and yeah, I mean, it's just the time. The Dead the time. Kennedys. Yeah. And their famous tune, "Too Drunk to Fuck." Too drunk to fuck. I had a, I had a button of that that I used to wear at school. My teachers would make me take it off. Yeah, yeah. You wore the school? Yeah, they didn't like that at all. They didn't like that. That's hilarious. It was a bad influence. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. <laughs> so did you? But did you? When you started performing, did you actually do punk? Uh, we did a lot of stuff. We actually, God, I've been through so many different kinds of bands. Um, you know, we had a, a sort of a ska band that we started with called Time Boy, and we do some of those great old classics. You know, I am the Magnificent, and yeah. you know, uh, all the madness and. Uh, Oh God, mirror in the bathroom, all those old things, cool old bass lines and stuff. Um, yeah, and I was the bass player for that band. Um, really? Yeah, and that lasted for a couple of years. Bass player in a ska band, that's pretty heavy. Oh, I couldn't keep up with it. Like I said, I hacked my way along. It was a great learning experience, and it gave me an... Yeah. But you know, for me, of all the things 
I can play piano and sing, and I can play guitar and sing. I'm a good rhythm player, but when yeah. you put me on bass, something happens in my brain short circuits because really? you're really playing you're playing roots of things often, not always, but what you're really trying to do is make a line that is good in and of itself. Yeah. You know, so you, I'm trying to think of a good line on the bass, and then I'm losing what I'm doing in my vocals. Oh. So it, it was always really hard for me to sing and play bass at the same time, huh. strangely, yeah. even though I did it for a lot of years in Sweet Juice as well, because yeah. as members would rotate, I'd either have to take over on the drums or I'd have to take over on the bass. Or then when we had drums and bass, I'd be back on guitar again. Yeah. So yeah. it was, <laughs> yeah, definitely like it better on guitar. It's really then I can move around. For, for a woman, first of all, to be a woman bass player. And second There's of not all, a lot of them, the leader, yeah. Like take Lisa Manson. Yeah, she's rad. You know? Oh my God, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, but yeah, again, not my not my forte, but I did yeah. definitely learn a lot from those years of doing that. Yeah. yeah, it's hard work. That's a lot of brain work. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do like you, to keep do it you simple. Still have the other band also still going? I still have my my original band is called the Sharp Little Things. Yeah. And um we just got to open this year for um Martha Davis from Martha Davis and the Motels. Oh, yeah. And um that was awesome. It must have been. It's been, I guess, just having the ten piece is a lot of work. Just a lot of work just to get the gigs going and make sure I've got all ten people or their seconds yeah. or their you know, so it's been a lot of time just booking and trying to have the rehearsals and getting everybody up to speed and, you know, being super organized like that to actually make it happen. So the the original project has been on the back burner for a bit, but it's definitely something that's coming back. Like we're definitely like starting to look at okay who are we going to get as a rhythm section now? Because I've been uh -huh. playing with Mark Bowden a bunch. From yeah. He's our, our main guitar player in The Hurt. He's off uh, on tour right now with Karen Ann, um, who's just put out a new album. Fantastic. Um, so, uh, so Mark Bowden is also my player for Sharp Little Things, and he does my, like, when we do duo stuff and stuff, he's, like, my main um, music partner at this point so we're going to work on getting that back together and up and running so that it can so that I can have like strictly original stuff uh -huh. however the hurt has been doing more and more um taking on more and more of those songs and we've been booked for really? a bunch of festivals this year we're going to wow. be doing oregon country fair Great. and what the festival wow. and dixie mattress fest uh -huh. and some other stuff that's going on in town and we'll actually be doing mostly original stuff probably for those so we'll throw in a few of those really great favorite old you know, like I never loved a man, or uh -huh. I. There's just such a great bunch of songs that we do in that group. So we'll keep some of those, but we're going to work up the the original stuff in a more funky style, less rock, and yeah. more more. So funk. You, you would say that, that the other band is is a rock band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say straight ahead, like classic rock, kind of like you know, right. just good rock, crunchy guitars and uh -huh. big vocals and cool stuff. Yeah. Try to make it catchy. Interesting. Yeah. So it is. It's cool. Uh, how are you different in each band? Oh, I'm probably a lot more spazzy in my original one really? than I try with the with the hurt to be, uh, in a classier maybe. <laughs> if that's a word I can use for myself, I don't think of myself that way. More, but a little more glamorous. Yeah, a little more glamorous. I dress up a little more. Yeah. Um. And I'm band leading too, so I'm really busy up there yeah. with the hurt. There's like, you know, ten people and we gotta stay together, you know, so there's a lot of just like really thinking really hard about what's going on on either side of me and who needs to know what's coming up next and passing the solos around and, and just making sure we're 
on the right track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I, I'm probably a little bit more serious, although, you know, as we keep going and as we, it's been about a year now that this group has been going on. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's getting more and more easy and flowing more and a little bit less concentration on stage. How but is that yeah. different from the other band? Oh, you know, I spaz out and roll around on the floor in the other band and, you know, roll in my own vomit. I don't know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just say it's a lot more, and 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 basically, I this is <laughs> we'll just you can see when you get there. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Depends on the day. Um, <laughs> but uh, one big difference is I don't play anything in the hurt. This is the first band yeah. I've ever been in that I don't actually play an instrument except for that dangerous, dangerous tambourine. Um, so yeah, so I, I, you know, I'll play either electric or acoustic, depending on the songs yeah. in the in the rock band. So it's a four piece. So it's you know definitely I need to be on an instrument for that one. I was talking to Michael Quinby from the Roseland Hunters Saturday mm. at, at our benefit, mm. and of course he hurt his arm also. You were saying, and, um, God. I played you two back to back on the oh, show. Sweet. <laughs> the thematic, the thematic yeah, set. No, really. <laughs> uh, and, and the thing was, he told me that this was the First, because he can still sing, right? Yeah, yeah. He told me it was the first time in his entire career, he's been around, that he has appeared on stage without his guitar. Yeah, very I can totally time. relate. Yeah. What is that like? It's so weird. I mean, at first I came up going like, uh, what, what am I going to do with my hands? Like, uh, what like, am I going to do? Did, I felt so a, naked. Was like, did you feel like... Air guitar kind of thing. Well, I guess I, I, I hope I'm not actually doing that. I think I, you know, you kind of go through motions sometime in your yeah. head. Yeah. But no, actually, it's been. Um, I'm really happy about it. Actually, it liberates me to uh-huh. just like be more expressive yeah. instead of having to always have my hands on something and be doing something else. Yeah. Now I can jump off the stage and run around and kiss people in the audience <laughs> or kick them depending on who they are. You know. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and you know, like it's you know at Dante's they always set me up with the wireless mic, so I can yeah. walk out onto the sidewalk and step into the street <laughs> and yell at people on the microphone and get a good laugh out of that. You and Tony Ozier, Ozier always does that. Oh, does he? It's actually, of course, there's a there's a, a, a long long history of uh, musicians doing that. Oh, very good. I think that's what the wireless was created yeah, for. Right. It's although, so liberating. Although James Cotton used to do it with a, with the cable. Oh Lord! James Cotton was known for going out into the street <laughs> w- with the mic cable. Oh Lord! Uh, <laughs> that could be trouble. You could be tripping people. Of course, Duffy Bishop always went in the audience. Lovely. Always awesome. That, that was that was she never did a gig where she didn't go out in the audience. Oh, it's nice to do. It just breaks that barrier down of like you're yeah. on stage and you're like untouchable or something like. She says she she's. Less nervous. Yeah, being down there with everybody. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jay Bird Coder is another one. Ah. He always goes, you know, when, when, when he's taking a solo, he always goes out in the audience and plays. Neat. And it's, it, That's it's more strange. Fun. It is kind of, I mean, it's, it's a little weird from the audience point of view because you don't exactly know what to do. Oh, yeah, I bet. Like, you know? whoa, I was just watching a movie, and now it's out here with me. Exactly. Ah, exactly. get it away. Right. I know, I know. All of a sudden, here's Tony Soprano standing right in front of me. You know. What do I do? <laughs> the spotlight's on me. Ah. Yeah, that, that sure. too. That sure. too. That too. It could yeah. be nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, people either embrace it and really yeah. get into it or go like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to camp it up, yeah, man. Yeah. 
white. I'm going white. I'm supposed to sing. What am I supposed to do? Oh, oh but I don't dance well. And blah, blah, blah. Which brings me to one of my sayings. There, yes. there is no such thing as a dress rehearsal, people. You have to just live life like it's a movie. <laughs> just enjoy it. Like, just have fun with it. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, you know, uh, it, it's not it's not whether you dance well or not. It's that you want to. That's right. The spirit the comes through. It does. Want to do it. That's right. I'm with you on that. You might look silly. Very good. <laughs> well, more power to you if you look silly. Yeah. Everybody looks too good these days. Stop it, Portland. <laughs> Guys, you're all so cute out there. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it has been really a total joy to just get to, uh, you know, make everybody else do all the work and then just yeah. spaz around on stage. It's pretty fun. Spaz. I love it. Yeah. Spaz. Yell, yell spaz. a lot. Oh, you just wait. You don't see Mike Spaz. No, I try. I try to hold it together. Try to keep, try to make my mama proud. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been awesome. So awesome. So great to play with such great players, too. It's just, uh, it's, it really does it for me. Yeah. It's hard to go to sleep after nights like that. I'm all wound up. So this has been a learning experience in soul music. Big time. You know, and I think if you have ideas, too, you should send me some titles that you like. That would be good for this group because we're, we're going to be adding some stuff soon. And you I know just, you know all of it. You should just listen to my radio show. Uh, very good. <laughs> yeah, pick through that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So could, yeah, because he's words, some of this. Two words. Yes. Curtis Mayfield. Okay. Gotcha. Down. Anything yes. by Curtis Mayfield. Okay. Deal. You know. Plus, he's got Great. that falsetto, mm -hmm. you know, which you Me too. fit into. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can yell or sing nicely, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay, I'm on it. <laughs> Rad. Uh, move on up. Curtis Mayfield, okay. move on up. Because he's got the great horn. Yeah, the horns want the good stuff. Okay. Anyway, that's my contribution. You bet. I'm telling the boys tonight. Sweet. Thank you. Um, how do you handle, or is there a difference in your performing? Because you're going to be at all these festivals. Is there a difference performing at a festival than like a club at Dante's? Goodness. Well... It's a huge energy difference. There's uh -huh. like, I don't know, there's something that happens, especially when you get to be outside, that I think is just a really powerful sort of, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's like you're getting energy from the sky and you're sending it out to uh -huh. everybody. And, and it's it just, music is such a healing thing. And I think when you just get outside, and one thing I really love about it is that with the festivals, people are off. They're not working, and oh, they're yeah. on vacation. So you're getting them at their most joyful times. You know, these yeah. are like, you know, these are the soundtracks to our lives, these things that we're doing. And, yeah. you know, people get married and fall in love and have babies to these things that we play, you know. Yeah. Um, and so the festivals are such an awesome celebration. The energy is pretty insane you know, on stage as well as in the audience. So I think in that way, you know, people aren't sitting down generally, you yeah. know, there's a lot of movement and a lot of energy and it goes back and forth between, you know, never think that you're just out there and not making a difference in the show. Anybody that comes to a show is putting their energy into it and it all circles around back to the performers, which goes back to the audience and so on and so on and so on as the night progresses. And, 
you know, definitely the audience will pump you up and make you play better and make you be on your game. You know, so yeah, the festivals are great for that. I yeah. love it. Yeah. When did when did you start feeling that kind of thing from that, that you get from an audience? Do you remember? Was it, was it well, right I had to get or, over or being terrified first, because like I said, yeah, at first you, I was really terrified. shy. Yeah, yeah, for years it was like just a lot to just continue to get up there. and But, you know, we started touring, um, my, du my duo with Adam that we had, Adam and Chris. And um, What would you have to do? Did you, have, did you do anything to overcome that? I mean, were the, Again, the, just, the, just forcing myself to do it. I really just, I hated it. I hated being so uncomfortable. Yeah. I hated being that shy. I hated being so uncomfortable around people, and so. But you it, didn't hate performing. Well, it was difficult. It was hard for me to get over the panic and the, you know, just like the, that total pre-stage fright, and you know, so doing it day after day it got me there pretty quick. I mean, I'd say within two years I was pretty solid with where two I was. Two years is a long time to be scared. Yeah. I know. What Look, and now I'm not. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> well, what, what was it that, that kept you going? Well, what, how, how did you... Well, I love music, and that's the uh -huh. thing. I think, you know, music really, oh, I don't even know how to begin, like, saves your life. It's like the uh -huh. thing where you're, you can be a kid and just feel so alone and so lost and then, you know, put on your Led Zeppelin or your, yeah. you know, and just get lost and feel at peace and feel like you're not alone. And mm -hmm. I, I was very driven that way. It's really a spirit thing for uh -huh. me. Like it's much, I, I feel like people are out there and they're, you know, a lot of people are happy, but a lot of people are suffering and lonely and in pain. And, and I feel like music is like a real necessary medicine for the spirit like i think we've really lost lost our connection to nature and not lost our connection to each other in a lot of ways we're all online all the time now mm -hmm. and you know often very private about our stuff and so when you get into a you know a more communal gathering like that where you're with other people and around other people and and absorbing all that energy i think it's a really healing thing and that's something i really want to be a part of that's why i was just driven to get over my own self and 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 be part of that because mm -hmm. it just there's not enough of it it's really important that's i love portland because there's this is everywhere there's any single night of the week you can go to a hundred different places and see great music mm -hmm. you know really great music or music that's like kids that are starting out and you need to support that too so that we have something to listen to when we're older you know and so it's just all of it I love the whole community the musicians here in Portland are awesome and they're sweet to each other and they're helpful with one another mm -hmm. and it's not the same sort of cutthroat competition kind of um, scenario like I had in Los Angeles like there was a great community that I knew back there yeah. but also it's very very much like stab you in the back and yeah. cut you down if they if they can. Um, I've heard that. Yeah. I worked in L.A. also. Yeah. I mean, and I don't hate L.A. It just wasn't my style. Yeah. I'm really into music as a community sport, not as a comp competitive sport. You know, yeah. I feel like it's we need stuff to bring us together these days. Like, yeah. Yeah. Reconnect ourselves. Find our joy together. What's it like for you when you go back? I haven't been back. Oh, really? <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I haven't gone back in quite some time. Sometimes I go visit my friends down there, but I don't really like uh, go into the scene or try to play when I'm there. Or uh -huh. not, not in quite some time. Yeah. It's been years. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of places to go that are very friendly. And, again, the smog thing, driving into that kind of freaks me out. <laughs> so, so The Hurt will have an album. Yeah. Is that what I heard you say? Oh, we will be. Yes, indeed. Yeah. The Hurt and The Sharp Little Things are going to make albums. Yes, wow. yes. So we've started with this first recording for the for the Corroded Angels track that you just played. And uh, we have a another one that we're going to be working on soon called I Always Wanted You. And then Steve has a wonderful song. You may have heard him do this, actually. He has a song called Joy that's just a wonderful, sweet yeah. ballad that mm -hmm. with a ton of the backing vocals. It just an, sounds that awesome. That was an album. It was on an album that he did previously, yeah. Yeah. but we're going to do a workup of that as well. Yeah, yeah, Steve's awesome. Great song, right? He, he does. Uh, what does that New Orleans thing do do for the band? You mean what Steve's bringing to yeah. it? Oh well, I mean he's got such a wide repertoire of of styles and ability to play. He's a madman on mm -hmm. the keys, and always bringing that joy. That oh, I mean that guy is never not smiling. He is yeah. always smiling, yeah. and he's so fun to watch. And so I think he brings that energy. That Louisiana energy, that yeah. whole, you know, as well as, you know, he's doing the crew here and everything, the Misty right. Crew of Nimbus. And right. I think, you know, he, he and Jane are, were instrumental in starting that with their uh -huh. peeps here. So so we get to, you know, you know, all the interaction with that and go into those shows. And he's just, he brings a tremendous amount of energy to the project. Has he suggested any New Orleans funk? No, days? not yet. But maybe we can soon. Yeah. He's been away. He's been in, in. I think he went away for Jazz Fest. So we actually have Carl playing on the next gig. Carl Solovac seconds Solibach. for him. He is another powerhouse. He is a I love that guy. Carl <laughs> He's singular. had quite a career. Yeah, indeed, still does. Yeah. We'll be playing with him and Saloon Ensemble out at uh, what the festival later mm -hmm. in the summer. Yeah. Were you Were you at that festival last year? No, this will be the first time I've gone. Apparently, it's mostly DJ, but then they have a yeah. live music stage at night. Yeah. 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 Uh, our, our Aaron Martin is going to be covering that. Oh. Uh, he had a tremendous experience there last year. He just blew him away. Really? And have you been? No, I have not been. Oh, I don't think about it. I don't camp. Oh, okay. You're not a camper. See, I, I love that. So that totally works for me. Unless they have room service. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you'd have to bring out a, an RV with a with so. a built-in room service in it. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Beautiful. Pizza delivery. Sure. When I first moved here, I moved here to be with a, a an Oregon woman. Ah. And those she was Oregon women. And I was not. Ah. And but she understood. I was actually did go camping with her a couple of times, maybe three. Did you actually get out of the vehicle? Uh, <laughs> yes. I, yes, she taught me to put a tent up. Ooh, that's a skill. I'm, see, I'm from that's Baltimore, a skill. Maryland. Okay, yeah, well, I got gotcha. you. You don't camp, camp there. <laughs> and and um, uh, and uh, uh, but I do remember one one particular campground where they did actually have pizza delivery. <laughs> I was on the Holy, coast. you're kidding! I was on the coast you're kidding me! Said, well, this isn't so bad. Well, somebody was definitely <laughs> entrepreneurial on that one. That was a great idea. They must sell pizza every night. Can you imagine after hiking getting a pizza? That sounds awesome! Wow, what's your favorite kind? Uh, pepperoni. Don't if, straightforward if pepperoni. Has to be Dig it. Uh, but here's the thing, mm. and it's difficult to find here. Anchovies. 
Oh, seriously? You're an anchovy guy. I love anchovy. And all through Europe, that's all we could get was the anchovy crusts. Interesting. Oh, okay. So you like it salty and crunchy. I like pepperoni, mushrooms, green peppers, sausage. Uh-huh. It's not a health food. It's not a health food. <laughs> it's a splurge. <laughs> I hear you. But anyway. And uh, that's funny that you can't find that here because there's like 27 pizza joints on every block. Right, Division has gone insane with yeah, pizza hard, places. Anybody wow. Yeah, I'm shame. amazed. It's a shame. Well, there's no Italian deli here. Give me a break. Gotcha. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to fix that. Uh, not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. There's hardly even a Jewish deli here, for God's sake. Oh, I thought there was. There's a couple. Yeah. And they're sort of they're sort of okay. I forget their name. Anyway. Yeah. They got good but numbers. you know, uh I like so I, camping pizza and deli with the with the cheese hanging down and uh -huh. bread and the the salami, yeah. And, uh, the fresh bread. Mm. <sighs> you have the dreamiest look in your That's eyes good. right now. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, boy. But anyway, uh, so what the festival should be really cool. Yeah. You, you like to camp. I do. I, t and, I love it. Uh, I love being out in the trees. Uh, that, should be fun. that should be fun to play at. Oh, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. And, yeah. And I think that, that knowing your band and, and knowing the other kinds of, of music that they have there, uh, they're going to like you. Yeah, I think so, too. It's gonna We're going to make them dance. I think it's a great booking for them. Yeah. You know, because... It's 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 just it is a change of pace for them that's for sure um, because they do have a lot of it's it's all DJ all day I think EDM and stuff yeah. right right and, uh, so yeah great. I'm I'm very interested to see this one it's I've been hearing about it for a couple of years now and super excited to be involved and all of you out there uh, be sure you see Aaron Mount Martin's wonderful coverage we're gonna have a very good. photographer there too fantastic yes. I'll have to say hi yeah. Aaron Martin okay. Yeah. Great. And maybe next year you can play the Blues Festival. Yeah. Yes. We're working on that, actually. We'll see what happens. We're still holding out. Maybe, maybe there'll still be a last-minute booking. We've been in touch with Peter Damon. and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I haven't given up hope on that one yet. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I would like to. to yeah, that. I would love that. Yeah. I've done it a few times with other bands, uh, Rose City Kings and yeah. and all that, and some of the other stuff Steve has done out there, Steve Karen. So yeah. it's just always so such a joy, such great energy to be out there on the waterfront. I love that space. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll have to stop by our booth. I will. You won't be able to the, keep me the, away. The Oregon Music News comfy booth. The comfy booth. The comfy Do you booth. have comfy chairs? Matter of fact, the first, <laughs> couple, the first couple of years we had the booth, we set up like laptops or you know, yeah. notebook computers sure. for people to come in because it was an online magazine. Check only it out. Then. Yeah. We have the print magazine now. But, oh, I know. It um, looks so good, too. Uh and we thought, well, you know, that's okay, and it wasn't, you know, wasn't that popular. And then, we, and then I thought, or somebody thought, you know, there's no one really comfortable place. So what we do is, the night before, the day before, I hit the free part of Craigslist. Oh, and, we and grab the chairs. Couch. Smart. Comfortable chairs. Oh my goodness. And we set it up. And I it love is, it. It is it, with people. People are in the booth all the time. Sure. You know, getting a break uh, from all yeah, that crazy. You know, uh, and it's just fun. It's just great. It's That's great. a great idea. It's, it's That's super idea. smart. It's and uh, so it's and it's in the Louisiana Pavilion. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, so it's, it's always fun. way cool. So we I'll hope definitely we hope come you're by. There. I we will. I'll come even by. Even if you're not playing, you should yes. come by. Oh yeah, absolutely.
You should stop what by for the, the, the Katrina day and we're going to be there. I was Alan hearing. I know. I might cry. I might cry. Sweet. Sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You'll see me. I can't wait. That's wonderful. I'm glad you guys are doing that again. Well, um, uh, we'll have your your link to your, your sites up here on. Page. Wonderful. Thank you. We're supposed to be getting a video cut of the of the um, the song we just played, "Corroded Angels," actually is being made into a video as well. We had a film crew with Guy Baker, yeah. uh, GB3 Films, come, and he's in the middle of editing it right now. Or I would give you a link. Well, uh, that's okay. Yeah. I'm, it'll probably be done by the time this goes up. And yes. if you look below the little player here on the page, or wh wherever you are listening to this, uh, uh, there's a link also on the on the podcast page on iTunes and Stitcher. That's right. Uh, I will put that uh, video up. Lovely. Okay. Thank you. Hey, thank you for having Appreciate me. It. What and a joy. I'm so glad that your that your arm is. Good. Oh, thank you. I'm so relieved. I'm just the luckiest person. I really dodged a bullet on that one. All I'm right. very happy. Thank you so much thank for having me. Right. Awesome.